What's going on, everybody? It's Joey from WrestleBuzz, and welcome to the October 11th edition of WrestleBuzz Radio. Uh, today, I'm joined by good buddy, uh, one we've been trying to get together the past couple of weeks, uh, Joe from Project KFib. Joe, what's going on, man? What's going on, Joey? It's uh, Joe and the Joey show, basically, today, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I'm glad we were able to get this going because we've both been busy with time, and we've both been, you know, picking up the slack in terms of making sure we're getting some content out on the WrestleBuzz side of things, and now we can finally do this together so we're not just talking to ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been rough, man. I mean, like, I, I did a, a post show for Fastlane the other night, and I, I realized, like, you know, uh, doing stuff by yourself sometimes isn't the easiest thing. And if you run out of things, you always like to feed off the other people. Um, I had a couple of people watching live, so I was able to answer some questions, but I think, you know, having that extra person always helps out a bit. And you could, I guess, speak for that too, when you were doing shows without someone else next to you as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Like yeah. it definitely helps to the feedback that even if you agree, you disagree, it gives more, more to talk about and make yeah. it easier, especially if it's live, I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was a little rough. Um, before we get into it, if you want to follow us on social media at WrestleBuzz on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at WrestleBuzz with three Z's on Twitter. Uh, Joe, where are you at with uh, your socials? Oh, yeah. So uh, for me, it's uh, if you just want to hear my random wrestling takes, that's at, at JoeBro316 on Twitter. And then for Project Kayfabe related stuff, and even though it's been on weird hiatus, we just make stuff here and there on the socials. That's Project underscore Kayfabe. There you go, man. Uh, if you want to download us, uh, subscribe to us anywhere you download podcasts, Apple, Spotify, leave the five-star rating and review. It's greatly appreciated. Um, so tonight, or last night, technically, uh, we had the, you know, the Tuesday night wars, as everyone's calling them these days. Uh, it was a uh, uh, an unnormal night for Dynamite to get moved off of Wednesday. Uh, I mean, it happens a lot with them with the sports, and and I think I'm not sure if it was. I think it was a baseball playoff game that pushed them off the uh, the Wednesday. They had to move back to Tuesday, and uh, NXT's you know on Tuesday, so they they kind of set up a, a little thing get into that. But before we get into the Tuesday Night Wars, we have a couple of topics outside the ring that I kind of want to hit on here. Um, it looks like PW Insider reported that Triple H is now. Uh, 99.9% in creative control uh, on the main roster, which I think um, if you've been watching, you know, the past few weeks on Raw and SmackDown, maybe even like a month or two, it's it's kind of almost been, uh, you could tell, you could see somewhat of a difference. It may not be everything that you like uh, on the show and, and it won't, it will never be a hundred percent, you know, the best show, right? It's, it's hard to, to capture everyone's, uh, everyone's, you know, likings these days but uh i think if this is actually true triple h being in full control i think from what they also noted that was like uh endeavor and like ari emmanuel the got the owner of endeavor kind of like knighted him as this and uh i don't know what that goes to say about vince going forward but uh i think it's a good sign for anyone that's you know a fan of the show uh joe what do you think about maybe i mean like hopefully this could be potentially the the end of Vince maybe getting his fingers on everything. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, I'm excited for Triple H finally having it all together now because you could tell from when, you know, people were like, oh, Triple H is definitely in charge now. He's back in there. He's like, you could tell it wasn't fully exactly what we thought it was going to be because there's some definitely some interference. Like we heard not too long ago, like uh, when 
Vince came and like ripped up the whole script from Monday Night Raw and then restarted again. Yeah. Um, like stuff like that was happening. And you could always tell, but you could always tell it was going in a better direction per se than when it was just trip uh vince mcmahon now that we get maybe is what we're getting is all triple h you can kind of feel it too i mean we get johnny gargano back diy is together you're seeing like um tag team matches do like mains or like you know the women getting a different kind of like role in a way or just like his nxt people are all definitely getting like the shine that they deserve like shinsuke nakamura is actually important again like so happy to see that so i think with triple h like if he's going to fully have the reins, is it going to get everyone what they want? Maybe not. You know, it's definitely going to be different. It'll probably feel like some mixes of like NXT and stuff, which I actually really enjoy the fact that now, like the, if we call it the white and gold version of NXT feels like it matters now compared to how like it was like this child that no one really talked about. And then whenever people got called up, it was like, oh, this is their first title ever. It's like now they, they kind of won a bunch of stuff before. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's what it's going to be looking like, I'm open for it. I'm up for the change. And it could be really fun just to see what we can do. You know, maybe one day we'll get Survivor Series and NXTs involved again. That was a real good time when we had that. Um, Yeah, I think now with Triple H, there's there's maybe that freedom of, like, seeing what can be a little different, what can be, like, old callbacks and stuff. Just it's always fun to refresh things because you got the same person as we've had for so long. You could see... The good and the bad and the ugly that gets people like really turned off by like WWE, for example. Yeah. Now I think uh yeah, and you mentioned like DIY getting back together, uh Shinsuke getting that like full like full on treatment that he should have gotten from the beginning. Um, and whether it's like even Tegan Knox getting a little shine. I, I think a big one that sticks out to me was it's it's kinda like random, like Ivar, uh I mean his singles matches have been phenomenal. Uh he's getting like the exposure to his ability as a big guy, it has been unreal. And I, he's down his tag team partner right now. Eric's been hurt. And the fact that, like, I would say, I'm not saying it happened all the time, but normally in a case like that, you would just th- send the other guy home and have him wait until he gets back. And this happened to them before. When I think when Ivar got hurt, Eric just sat at home and didn't do shit. Maybe he worked house shows. I have no idea. But he wasn't on TV. And now they're letting Ivar run with this. And I think he's like, my mvp like one of my mvps recently and like just i mean he's crushing it man so it's stuff a little like nuances like that that triple h makes it stand out a little more than what would happen in the past i think um it may you know you could always argue vince has booked you know some of the greatest things ever but also some of the worst things ever and it's going to happen either way right no matter who's in charge um but i think triple h has a better mind for current product no matter what and uh, we'll see that over time for sure. So I mean, it's I think it only go up from here. It's never I don't see where it can go go bad. Exactly. I mean, look at Triple H. I mean, everyone fucking loved NXT when it was under his belt during like you know a lot of because uh, like a lot of times people give credit to AEW for making them care about wrestling again. You know, I kind of am in that boat too because besides NXT for the black and gold era main roster stuff wasn't really doing it for me mm-hmm. for a while so then i was like uh but nxt was really getting me to watch i'm like this is what needs to be going on and um you know now that we have what kind of like we've seen what triple h could do over there now we're seeing what he's doing here it's a lot of work and you know not everything's going to hit exactly where we want it but it's clearly like finally a fresh mind there you know someone that's like 
with the times because i would say triple h is a little bit more with the times than vince mcmahon for sure yeah. you know obviously from the people that he's like he's part probably part of the reason we had kota abushi at one point in nxt for like the cruiserweight stuff that they had and it's because he keeps up with shit and you know vince is vince so yeah. now I, I think this this will be a fun ride and you know we're clearly seeing it right now what we're getting the the triple h experience is so far going to be a good one and hopefully it stays that way yeah, and just one more thing before we go, like before we move on. I think it's also to hi- who he hires too, and if if you pay attention to like the dirt sheets and who they let you know who the producers are of matches, like Nick Aldis and Bobby Roode have been producing matches on the main roster recently, yep. and now they're on their own doing it. I know they were like shadowing like uh, Michael Hayes for a little bit and and other guys, but now they're ones producing matches and like crushing it. I think Bobby Roode had the main event the other night on Raw and. It was it was uh I think it was a tag match with uh or if he if it wasn't the main event, it was a tag match with Cody and Jay versus uh Kevin Owens and Sammy. Sammy. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it was amazing. And I mean, just goes to show like what like the right hiring and the behind the scenes could even do as opposed to just the talent on the screen. So shit. Ah, like he knows something. He knows you know what I'm saying? He's he's in touch <laughs> with a lot of shit. So yep. um hopefully it's a legit, you know thing that's happening and uh vince just you know goes away and gets his money and just retire bro (laughs) it's not hard (laughs) um one more thing before we get into the the tuesday night wars it was you know there's been a lot of talk recently and a lot of uh you know things been on the on on our tv screen with raw and smackdown and even nxt little hints at cm punk and uh maybe nods at him and and a lot of people like myself you know you see the rumors going on twitter and, and facebook or whatever and uh you kind of ride with it and you almost think like this is probably gonna fucking happen now and sean rosap of fightful comes out today says he talked to his guy his source or sources and apparently they're not in conversation though to be in cm punk and uh it's that apparently he's he's speaking to higher ups too that there's uh they they kind of want to get it to him that say, like let us know that like they don't he doesn't want, they don't want the fans to get their hopes up for Survivor Series because it's in Chicago and that uh you know I don't know man it's it's like what do we believe these days uh you got Seth Rollins talking best in the world Corey Graves dropping quotes from uh CM Punk's Instagram stories Shinsuke doing a grow to sleep like it's almost like and from again from this report it's saying that they're just doing it on their own. They're not like getting, they're not running it by anybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'm like, I just find it looking at it from the outside in. And like, first of all, I'm, I've been watching for a long ass time. Like, if I went into Survivor Series thinking CM Punk was going to be there and he wasn't and they never promoted it, I wouldn't be pissed. Like, I wouldn't care. It's just like an extra, it's be a plus to whatever happens. But like, why the, like, it's so too much shit is going on here where it's like, how could they not in a way how could they not be and who's like if they're not getting approved to do certain moves and say certain things like that's doesn't seem like the wwe way right like i know vince is in there chir- like chir- chirping in graves ears and whatever but i feel like that's i don't know man i feel like that's kind of bullshit um i don't i don't know about if you want to go to the point of like should he be in wwe or not but i think the impact would be insane just going back and forth never showing up in WWE ever again, potentially, and then coming. Uh, but what are your thoughts on, like, just the potential of it happening? And 
maybe not happening now, but I don't know, man. It's just it's just a weird spot. Where, who do we believe these days with the dirt sheets? Yeah, it is true. Because honestly, at the end of the day, like sometimes I think to myself, I'm like, I wish dirt sheets didn't exist because 100%. I feel like a lot of us would love wrestling a lot more if we didn't have oh, like, this is a rumor, this one's mm-hmm. returning, or this one's debuting, and, you know, this shit happened backstage. Like, it, it really ruins our perception, and, like, I feel like we're all so invested, or, like, at least for us, you know, we try and do yeah. little wrestling media content. Like, we want to know, we want to hear it, and then, you know, whether you take what you could get from it, you can trust what they say in Fistful, or sometimes they're wrong. Same thing, like, if I ever see anything from, like, ringside news, I'm like, forget them, I don't no. trust them anymore, no. and they're also a bunch of, like, weird bigots over there yeah. so from what they've done on twitter but uh that's just what i've seen anyway back to cm punk man like um the, the, the stuff you're seeing on mm. wwe it's so many hints to make it seem like okay maybe it's something like you know wwe isn't or as of recently when it came with um rip for bray like they were hinting a lot of stuff for during that time and that was actually on purpose yeah um and then if you think about it too when it came to cm punk and AEW. They were putting hints out there too, like Kenny Omega with the Cookie Monster shirt, or you know, small old things they would say in segments and you know stuff like that. Like they kind of hinted for Punk for a little bit until it became the biggest unkept secret that people were just waiting for, like Chicago, like the first what was it, the first dance or anything like that for the Rampage. But um, and it was Cody, I could even Cody showing up in WWE. Corey was dropping shit like this too. It was very similar, yeah. man. And that's why it's like and I don't want to interrupt you. I know you're in thought, but like no, you're good. It's, I don't this is where like I I can't draw a line and I, I I'm kind of like okay with it though like as a fan that I've dealt with so much like bullshit and stuff with wrestling over the years that, like I'm not gonna get, get caught up in it but like I also like I want that like un, like I know granted the dirt sheets are reporting this and whatever but I also like try to look past that and kind of just go with what I'm seeing and like the thought that it could potentially happen like I'm okay with not knowing like being unsure like and if it doesn't happen, doesn't happen. I'm not gonna be upset about it. Yeah, because like if they never specifically told you it was gonna happen, then you can't be. You know, don't get your. You can't yeah. be mad because that's what a lot of wrestling fans do. They work themselves into a shoot. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you know you thought it wasn't. You thought something was gonna happen, but no one ever told you it was gonna happen, and now you're getting mad. It's like anytime a pay per view ends and you're expecting like The Rock to just show up out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, it's like. Well, Survivor Series that couple years ago, that, that I always that thought was The fun. Rock was going to come. That's still the most. I was there. Yeah. That, was, that was so messed up. But um, for CM Punk, like for my personal take, and you've heard my take in the Paper Champion Discord, but um, yeah. I'm just, CM Punk makes me depressed, man. <laughs> that whole, the CM Punk ordeal has me so depressed. I got so much merch, I can't even look at the same anymore just because, you know, I think back at when CM Punk came to AEW, he he made that promo. It, it fucking made me feel something. I felt emotional. I'm like, he's back seven years later, and he did something, you know, he didn't think was going to happen. He's like, yeah. AEW did this. Like, the fans made me come back. I found a company that really stood for something. I could help people. And here we are <laughs> two years later, and he's already been in two brawls, and he's fired from the company. And I, I just can't, like, I look at it, I'm like, damn, if you just would have, like, maybe, you know, just thought a little bit harder and, and you know, you claim you were doing stuff for the fans, then maybe you should think about your fans before you have a, a, a beef with Jungle Boy. And no offense to Jungle Boy, but out of all people, Jungle Boy is why you're part of why you're not there. It's like yeah. rumors, of course, but still, like, just wild. And 
If you would have told me like CM Punk was coming to WWE before AEW, I would have been ecstatic. I would have been ready. But now it's just it doesn't feel the same because you know he's going there if he goes there because it didn't work out on the other company. And it's just so interesting to think about he's going there after, you know, if he goes there, after getting fired, after all the shit they put him through, after they made him basically like hate wrestling to then now go because who knows why maybe just because he has the bug again and he wants to do it maybe he wants to maybe fix his reputation because as a diehard fan like i always remember one of my favorite moments was when he won the title in survivor series and you know started that reign and to now to go to this where it's like just can't look at the guy the same anymore and maybe one day there'll be a, like another colt cabana interview where he gives the the full truth of what he thinks it is and We'll hear what it has to say and all that stuff. But yeah, CM Punk coming. I've, I've already said this before in our Discord. It's like, I think it's pretty cool because nonetheless, it's a big name. It's a big deal. It's a return. He's coming home. As just for me, at least, I look at it, I'm like, damn, <laughs> this doesn't, this isn't as, doesn't feel good because of why it happened. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely tarnished a lot, right? And again, I, it's it's so rough to like think, all, all that he's like done and said about this company, about this company, about WWE, to see him come back, I think the only thing I could think is he's maybe if he does come back, he's talked to people, or like the hot what whatever management is, whatever you consider them at right now, and who he would be dealing with, and maybe it just seems like better a better situation than what he would have came into before he came to AEW, right? And he remember, he did show up at the Raw backstage. Uh, granted, we don't know what was said, right? Yep. But he was there. We we know for a fact he was there because there was a picture of him in the parking lot. So <laughs> yeah, he was with Tamina. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so we know he was there for sure. What was said, who knows? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. And I think, like, you know, I don't th- – I think – I don't want to be like, you know, I wouldn't wet my pants if he came, but I also would be it, 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 like get my blood flowing a little bit just because I like shit like that. I'm, I, and I said this to you, like I'm a sucker for this type of stuff. Like yeah. the jumping back and forth is cool to me. It brings me back to the nineties when they, people did this shit all the fucking time. And yeah. for, for, for something like that to happen for granted, whoever the fucking person is, it could have been him. It could have been uh Kenny. It could have been anybody. Like if I, I'm not looking at what they did on their own personal time, like behind the scenes. I'm looking at the moment that could fucking happen when he walks out in Chicago in WWE again. The like that's insane to me. Where it's oh, like yeah. that moment is huge, whether it'll last for a month or a year, or whatever. And then the things that he can go on and do with the people that are there right now in the position they're in: Rollins, Roman Reigns. If Cena's still around, like, have who would have thought CM Punk and John Cena would ever fight again? It could happen. You never know. Yeah. Or if Austin made an appearance again, like, that's something that could happen, maybe. Never thought he would have a match again, and he did. Yeah. So, so I mean, it just, <laughs> I think it's more about the moment for me, the moments that could possibly come out of it, as opposed to, like, he is a, probably still a piece of shit because we <laughs> know what he's done. And Phil Brooks is an yeah. enemy of CM Punk. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'd like to think that if they did, and, from what they're saying in this report, they have no interest in doing this. So 
it could be that could be it, and that could be the reason why they don't want to deal with this bullshit, which is I which what I would expect in the, in the first place. But when you hear these, you know, these little teases and see these things, that's when you, that's when as a wrestling fan for this long, you see that shit, you hear that shit. It's like, what the fuck's going on here? Like we, I'm not. It's not my first rodeo here. Great, yeah, right? exactly. Like, and now whatever. So we'll see what happens. Again, the uncertainty of going into a pay-per-view that's a month and a half away in his hometown, home city. I, you just never know. And I, I'm, you know what? I hope they're fucking figazing Sean Ross Sapp. Cause he's like yeah. the most, I'd say he's the most reputable dirt sheet guy. I would say right now he's like pretty consistent with his reporting and mm-hmm. rare. It's rare that he gets anything wrong and he'll, I mean, he'll openly admit that he does, but I hope he's getting worked and it fucking happens. Cause then we'll be surprised. I same. I, I agree because you know anything could happen. Like um, I saw Edge must have had an interview somewhere recently, or no, it was TK Tony Khan got an interview recently where, or maybe it was the one he did today where he's like shouting about Vince McMahon. But he said that um, Edge came to him after Grand Slam, saying my contract's over. And look at the time between Grand Slam and what we just experienced now at um, at Wrestle Dream. Very short amount of time that this happened. So could be now with the CM Punk thing. Like maybe they're telling him something that it's true, but then next thing you know, a couple of weeks going into Survivor Series, they're like, all right, if you're going to play ball, we'll play ball because hopefully people could do things for money because it is a business after all. Yeah. I was hoping CM Punk would be like, I want to make tons of money in AEW, but here we are. So if he gives the money to someone and gives a moment, that's all cool. But yeah. we'll see. It could, anything could change. Anything could change. And that's, I, again, Sean Rossap, to be fair, did say that in his article, things can change. So, I mean, he did put that in there to cover, I guess, to cover his ass, which is fair. Um, but, you know, again, we you, at this point, like you said, we try to create content regarding wrestling. We follow dirt sheets and what, who to believe, who not to believe these days or who to trust, I guess you could say. Uh, I guess yeah. they're, in this, they're in the same position, too. Um, but like I said before, we did get Dynamite NXT tonight. Uh Full disclosure, I was working. Uh, I wasn't able to watch both. I was barely able to watch NXT, and that, but that's when I was trying to keep. I kept tabs on the most, but I did, you know, get my fulfillment of AEW via Twitter clips and, you know, perspective from other people, you guys in Discord. Um, before we get into like the actual shows, the lead up to it definitely got a little interesting as of today with Tony. Oh yeah, you know, like you just mentioned, <laughs> he was on, did a couple of interviews. Um, he was not holding anything back on Twitter. Um, and I think, you know, he has every right to do set, say what he like, you know, you go into these types of things, right. And the, the, the big word of the, you know, the wrestling community these days is toxic, which it is hundred percent. Um, and, or the tribalistic views as well. Right. Yeah. And it's either you're on one side or the other. it, you get like the rare in between, even though there's a lot of them. I consider myself one of those um, that just isn't as vocal about it on the internet. You just post stuff and do whatever. But I think Tony has every right to say things like he says. And that's because it's his fucking company. And he could, it's like Bischoff, but in 2023, you know, Bischoff took all the shit as a, as the, even though it wasn't his company, but as the guy that was, you know, the face of running WCW back in the day. Yep. Except he did it on a live mic on TV, which I think is the only <laughs> difference between him and Tony. But um, <laughs> just what were your thoughts about, like, I mean, we found out about the, 
what was it last week about the the change in the day for dynamite i'm I'm sure at least that's when it became like super public right like the yeah the, they announced it and then that's when nxt started you know adding all these names and so and so but what were your thoughts about just the lead up to this whole day bro i think it's pretty pretty intense oh yeah it definitely has been it's been that weird as you mentioned before that tribalistic thing where mm-hmm. you know I feel like this is why, like, I like the WrestleBuzz community. What we're doing here is a podcast because at least we're we're not toxic. That we're like WWE or go home or AW go home. Yeah. We know how. Like, if you're a wrestling fan, you want to like both. You want both companies to grow. You want the indies to grow because that's better for us. You know, as a fan. And leading up to it, like, there was a lot of back and forth. I mean. Tony Khan's like, yeah, we got title Tuesday. Sure, only two titles are on the line, but it's title Tuesday, and yeah. uh, we got Edge. We got Adam Copeland, and he's going to be wrestling, and then WWE, and they're like, huh, you guys are doing that? Well, John Cena, Cody Rhodes, Asuka, <laughs> Undertaker might be coming. We'll, we'll tease you with that. And I think it's a, it's a little wild, you know, like – it, the war, the competition, I, I appreciate because it makes both companies want to do something. You know, it took me back to when we were both like when both shows were on Wednesday nights. And like, I feel like, you know, there's effort there. Mm-hmm. There's they're trying to outdo each other and seeing that, like you know, WWE NXT is really putting out all the stops. It's like, you know, that's really cool that they're trying. But at the same time, it's like, damn, AEW, like. This is this is what you got to deal with. You are forced to move because there's a playoff game happening on your normal time slot. So you're just gonna try and put a put because like it would have been maybe just a regular show. And I felt like this show today we'll get into it wasn't like the most craziest thing ever. It just could have been a regular dynamite show. And then WWE was like took that shit personal and just went crazy with it. And you know there was a tweet that I saw today um, from a source like it was saying like oh a source within WWE like an NXT was basically saying how oh like today is going to show AEW like that they've been in a false sense of thinking that they're really like doing something that they're really making the numbers that uh you know they're gonna they're gonna realize that this is what they're dealing with and they're you know they're really like with the third brand and you know part of me just you know I thought about that I'm like okay like yeah you want to make maybe maybe someone in WWE or uh, NXT wants aw to feel small because you know they they think they're hot shit and tony khan you know keeps saying he's the this is the best show ever best wrestling show i mean he's gonna say that it's his own stuff you gotta say that but um i look at it as when i saw this i'm like well wwe has been around for like 60 70 years so they got a lot of experience they got a lot of exposure they are the number one company because they've been around for so long and done everything and then also i think about it i'm like and I was thinking about this before the show today. I'm like, I really hope that we get a solid NXT show because I feel like they're just promoting, you know, John Cena, Asuka, all these. But, like, sure, like, it makes it feel like that Carmella Hayes is a background character. It makes it feel like, you know, the NXT, like, what their main roster of NXT uh, stars are doing is, like, not that important when you got to rely on your main roster built names to, like, sell people to get just to you know beat aw in the in the you in the views uh, in the ratings which i yeah. think is a little bit like come on now i would have been appreciated if you put a crazy card together of just your nxt people because that would have been more authentic to what we really you know what people go to watch nxt for and now i credit to you i've been giving the white and gold nxt a little bit more of a of a watch because i've been tired of the raws i've been tired of smackdown i've been tired of AEW lately i'm like let me see what they're doing because you keep giving them high praise and yeah i think i'm on my third show now and yeah my third show besides no mercy and i'm really impressed with what nxt is doing they have the combination of good wrestling and then 
like some stories, some shenanigans, like things are going on. It's not all going to hit, but so far compared to what I'm seeing on SmackDown and Raw, I'm liking it a hell of a lot more. And I wish that's kind of more of what we got today rather than just being like, okay, Cody Rhodes is going to be there, LA Knight, all this stuff. But um, yeah, the buildup and all that just to make Tony Khan feel like shit. And then he's out here just calling like Triple H and Shawn Michaels bald and all that. Yeah. It was, uh, it was going a little crazy. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I also take it as like, I think it was fucking, I thought it was personally insane to see John Cena and the undertaker on an NXT fucking show, which I, yep. something again, I thought I would never see. I thought that was like, and I, I think that crowd, like it's almost granted that the, the the choice of night was definitely, you know, on purpose. And I get that. Um, but I think they, the crowd that goes there is very passionate and I think they almost like deserve something like that too. Um, and you know, like, I mean, to, to, to be fair, like, and just almost play like devil's advocate, like leading up to this, this day, right. They've been using main roster people, maybe not to obviously not to the caliber of Cody, John Cena and the undertaker and fucking Paul Heyman. But <laughs> yeah. it's not like I feel like, and I see that I saw that a lot on on, on Twitter and stuff too. It's like you know, and we're gonna see, you're gonna see it tomorrow, no matter what. I think four o'clock the rating comes out. Someone says, and uh, you it, whether NXT beats quote unquote beats them in the rating or AEW vice versa. There's gonna be shit talking anyway. Yeah. Um I think you know you just want to as a as a show you want to do what you can not to it, it, and I, I think another reason was brought up today was like they're in the their negotiations for rights for this this actual show so if they want to go to a, another channel whether it's nbc or disney or whatever the fuck they want to do i don't know what they're going to do with nxt but they want to show that they can com- like compete with another wrestling show on the same time you got to pull the stops i think and i i, I think there's no uh it's kind of the way they're talking back to Tony. It's like Tony talks shit on Twitter and then this, they're just doing it. All right. You want to fucking say shit? Here's <laughs> fucking John Cena, the Undertaker. I think, I think it's all like no harm, no foul. I think it's just kind of how it goes, man. I, and I know a lot of people say, um, Triple H, they go back to Triple H's quote about beating like the developmental when they, uh, AEW went up the next thing. I definitely, I mean, he shot himself in the foot with that. But also now, like, I think they're kind of covering their ass. If I there's like a statement that came out from Endeavor listing competition and AEW is listed right on there. So, like, who I don't know who's acknowledging it now. Maybe Triple H still doesn't acknowledge him as the competition, but someone is. And I think they just have to own up to it. And they are competitive. They're legitimately yeah. the second company to WWE. And I don't know what I, I mean. Know, they gotta know? be when you look at it, like especially on the same time, one like in a while, and then yeah, when you pull out all the stops, like bringing out these people, it's not because they're not competition, you know. 100%. <laughs> so, but either but, uh, way, the, the fans win at the end of the day, and we we saw it today with the show. Absolutely. Um, any what were your big takeaways from tonight, Joe? I mean, you do you were able to watch both at the same time, or you kind of flipping back and forth? What what was your setup like? I had uh, so I had my laptop and that's connected to another monitor. So I got two shows going on at the same time. Uh, one the the monitor is a little bit bigger than the laptop screen. So depending yeah. on what segment or what match is going on, I'll switch them around. But they're both on at the same time. That is very hard to do, especially when you're <laughs> on like Twitter or social media, because then you're like something might be happening, and it's like and both shows going thirty minutes or and well 
AEW went 45 minutes, no commercials. Yeah. That is a lot to process. And, yeah. you know, I think it was cool. I mean, from AEW, like, you could see the vast contrast between, like, the two products. Like, AEW started off with a banger and Swerve and Danielson. And then WWE started off with, like, like uh, talking. So, like, we got Cody Rhodes coming out there and he's, you know, talking about tournaments and whatnot. And, you know, you see a very vast difference in the two shows. But at the same time, they're like, I will give both shows credit. They gave us quality stuff. Not everything hit at the same time. And then when something wasn't working for me as much as the other, then I'd like, all right, let's turn off the audio on NXT. We'll watch what AEW is doing and then vice versa. It was uh, it was nice to have that. And it, it gets a little hard to watch both at the same time. But I think it was really fun to do it. It's been a while since we've had to do that. So. I think uh, both shows really knew what they were doing today, and it was very interesting just to have it that, you know, be the wars again. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, and we were. I, it's funny because like I saw someone had put out a tweet today. It's like, uh, would you watch back in the day WCW or Raw? And I know I, I'm pretty sure that was before you. I don't know if maybe you didn't grow up watching raw and nitro right that was before your no i'm a i'm a ruthless aggression baby. yeah so <laughs> that's fine so like i'm jealous like the fact that like i look at what people like just tonight like even like a kid like a 12 year old kid today went through this and like got was probably able to watch both at the same time where when i was a kid i was like 10 years old when the monday night wars were going on and i had to flip through the channels and like go back and forth <laughs> i couldn't dual screen it in my house because you know it's 1997 98 like no one, <laughs> no one even thought about dual screen. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then I'll, I'd watch it with my dad, and he wanted to watch football. Oh, I wanted to watch football too. But so we were going through three fucking shows at the same time. It was ridiculous. Um, I'm glad that people got to enjoy it like dual screening today because it gives a little more option. But um, yeah, like you said, the, the two vastly different shows. It's always been that way. I don't. I the comparisons aren't there ever like if you watch one and you watch both like you could see the the huge differences aw is clearly focusing more on in ring and and yeah i I think that's if that's why where it's like i hate when you tell people like you like what you like because i mean it's legitimately true like if you're in into more of an in-ring show you're gonna like aw more if you want more talking and then but you still get the solid in ring as well you're gonna like WWE more or nxt um he brought up Cody. He uh he announced the Dusty Tag Team Classic and the uh uh come uh men's breakout tournament coming up soon. And then he got assigned the GM to be GM tonight by Shawn Michaels. He was making a couple matches, made Ilya versus Dominic for the NXT title, which I thought was cool. That was a nice little addition that I wasn't planning on watching, but they threw it in there, so I thought that was cool. And he made a couple matches for next week. I just think Cody's presence in NXT, like he said, it felt right. And I think it did feel right, man. I felt like, I know it's a small ass crowd, dude. I can, you probably say 300 to 500 max, but it was fucking loud. And they, I think that crowd matched with his energies like super well. Um, I do want to go back to Swerve versus Brian though. Um, Cause again, I, again, I wasn't able to watch the match, but I've, I mean, you can, like just seeing them go before both of them, it had to be a fucking classic, I would assume, right? Oh, yeah. It, it really it held up really well. For an opening match, 
banger. And that's what AEW is going to do. You know, they're yeah. going to give you a really solid wrestling ring, wrestling product. And then the, you know, the talk and the story that's a little bit in the background, which they could work on for certain things. But yeah, really solid match until, you know, the finish wasn't even bad either. I would say like shenanigans happened. Prince Nana came, he wanted to interfere. Mm. Um, and then um, Swerve was going to try and get in the middle of it. But then Hangman came to save and uh, Danielson won. So now he's going to take on Christian on Collision. Uh, so for the TNT title. So and that's good. That was like, cool. that's, that's a, that's a, first of all, should we talk about Christian? Because this motherfucker is on fire, dude. Oh, um, he's so good. <laughs> he's killing the best I've ever seen him in his career. Um, but Brian versus Christian, that I'm gonna I've been watching Collision every if I'm home on Saturday, I'm fucking watching it. And I know yeah. you're you're still in your young age. You like to go out and party. I get it. You may not be able to watch it. I respect <laughs> that. I'm an old ass man with two kids and I need to be home. But uh <laughs> I love watching Collision on Saturdays. Dude, I throw it on my iPad while my we have the TV on with my wife and like just best of both worlds and, and i mean it's a i love having saturday night wrestling i know the numbers aren't there but i don't give a fuck about numbers i'm happy watching it so to get christian versus fucking brian danielson for the tnt title i'm all about that i'm fucking stoked um what else i mean it's it's so weird to cover two simultaneous shows i can only imagine how anyone else does it but uh they it was pretty cool um was it wrestlenomics i think put out like a uh, a graph here that kind of like showed what each quarter hour, what was on at the same time. Um, Oscar versus Roxanne Perez, which I'll just I'll be, run over that quick. Oscar won. Um, I think it was like the whole night was almost like of veterans acknowledging the up and comers. And I think you yeah. kind of hit on that before and whether in win or loss, cause I, I'll kind of hit on it. Like Braun breaker. I mean, the rub of the fucking century tonight. And he didn't even oh, win yeah. anything. He <laughs> and I'll, I'll just jump ahead with some. But this is this is my big takeaway from tonight, from at least from the NXT side. Braun Breaker had a backstage backstage segment with Paul Heyman, who was also his manager later against Carmelo Hayes. He had an in-ring promo with John Cena and then got into a little scuffle and he got beat up by the fucking Undertaker at the end. Like, and if that's not like in the pro wrestling way of acknowledging somebody as like, you know, touching all these fucking legends, then I don't know what is like as a heel, right? If it was a baby face getting beat up by all these heels, it'd be ridiculous. But in the sense of like pro wrestling and sports entertainment, I think this is the like Braun Breaker got the ultimate rub tonight. And, and I guess you could say Carmelo Hayes did too. And in the opposite, and like basically showing them that these guys are the future or what they see as the future of uh or two guys of the future for this for this company i thought that was really cool and like again depend on what you're going into tonight like what you're interested in you're gonna like that or you're gonna like hangman versus jay white you know and that storyline's interesting in itself with with max and everything um so i, I want to know like just on the AEW side what was up next we had uh we had hobbs versus jericho which i think was I, from what I've read, it was like a beatdown almost, right? Yeah, Chris. Uh, from what, because that was the one part where I was like, "All right, I'm not that interested yeah, in yeah. that." <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Jericho, and I think Powerhouse Hobbs has a lot of momentum going for him, and I hope that they figure out something with him really soon, because now he's a part of the Don Callis family. It seems like he is. Um, that match wasn't that 
really interesting, but yeah. apparently Chris Jericho got beat up so bad that afterwards, like Renee Young goes or Renee Paquette uh, goes to him, and you know he's he's not looking too hot. Daniel Garcia comes to like, hey Jericho, you good? And then uh, Daddy Magic was like, hey, what the fuck you're doing, man? Like, why are you going here? We hate Jericho. He's like, well, he used to be our boy, so I kind of want to check on him. And then later on in the show, before they announced that um, that they donated that AW's donating a big. Mm-hmm thing to the toys for tots uh they let us know that chris jericho is getting sent to the hospital for like some internal injuries and stuff whether that is probably kayfabe or not you know probably kayfabe but um yeah they've written off chris jericho for now it seems like but at the same time while that was happening that's when you had like you know the oscar roxanne perez stuff and then that six-way match which i you know i remember seeing that it was advertised they were getting a six man but i didn't know it was going to be like a dublin pub street fight (laughs) or whatever and that i was loving because i'm you know, when I was younger, and, and by younger, I say, like, into, like, high school and college, I was more of, like, an ROH, grow like, PWG guy where I'm loving the work rate and, the, mm. and they're fighting and, you know, the, all the holds. But now, as I'm getting a little bit older, I kind of resonate with a little bit more shenanigans. Like, I know a lot of people hated the Texas de- uh, Chainsaw Deathmatch on AEW. I thought that was hilarious, and I enjoyed it. Similar to like kind of what we got with this Dublin brawl. It wasn't like, you know, as kooky as the AW thing, but it was fun. They were going through like tables, beer, thumb, t- like a dartboard and all that. Yeah, yeah. Sick, yeah. yeah. And like, that was cool. I thought that was a lot more entertaining than watching like, unfortunately, Powerhouse Hobbs and Chris Jericho. <laughs> like that was really, that was a good one to counteract because I switched screens. And I'm like, all right, this is what I'm interested in. <laughs> Yeah, and sh- I mean, shout out to Hobbs too, because he's. I think this is a perfect role for him with fucking Callus and uh, and the other guys too. In that, I think he was kind of lost in limbo. I'm glad they brought him and Wardlow back. I know Wardlow squashed Sidal later. Um, yeah, <laughs> I wonder what I wonder what because I'm a big Wardlow guy. Shout out to Wardlow, but uh, I I've been waiting to see him back on my TV screen, and I'm happy he's there. I sh- I hope like you know it's proper this time. Yeah, I hope so too. Did you see last week? Apparently, he had MJF written on his. Uh, I on did his wrist. on his wrist tape. Yeah. I like that. I like that little, you know. Because I wonder where they're going to move with this. Because right now they have Wardlow squashing people. I don't know what Matt Seidel's did to deserve getting <laughs> squashed. Shout out to Evan Bourne, but he got squashed. And then in the last, yeah, last week and this week, he squashes someone and he just goes into the crowd and leaves. So, yeah. like, I really want to know what they're going to do here. Did he do that tonight uh, again, too? He just went into the crowd? He did. He okay. did. Yeah, he just went into the crowd and bounced. Went clocked in, clocked out. And I respect that. I just want to know what's it leading to. What are we going to get here? Because Wardlow is fucking dope. It was awesome. I still think about, like, when he had a match against Cody Rhodes, when he had all the, like, mm-hmm. when they were doing stuff with him, when he got the TNT title the first time. And then they got a little weird with the taking it off of him, giving it again kind of stuff. And then here we are now. Wardlow is back. Who Push cut his guy. hair? That's what I want to know. Uh, wasn't it, was it a Samoa nah. Joe? I think it was. Oh, Samoa did Joe? he really cut his hair? I thought it was he just cut it himself. I didn't realize that. I think was... they cut a little bit on TV, yeah. and then he probably got a haircut. But he was uh... a lot more badass with long hair. Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe he's like the he- could he become heavy for the Bull Club Gold, or is he more of a solo guy like I'm by myself type of thing? He could be. I mean, right now the Bullet Club Gold. I look at them as they're they're just so kooky and funny, and Some like they're walking around with a cardboard thing. Like I feel like Wardlow is too badass. Unless they just don't let Wardlow speak at all and just let him be like grimace, like grimacing and just pouting in the back. Like they could do that. 
But, uh, yeah, I wonder what they can do with that and if there's some MJF stuff going on because I don't think MJF is keeping the title very soon, to be honest. With what they're doing with Jay White in this feud, they're going to – it seems like because uh, I watched a BTE clip recently. I with, did. Uh, did you saw that? What do you looked in Kenny's – went in Kenny's ears in the 26 fucking days or something like that? What was yeah, that about? Until he, 26 days until he's the longest reigning AEW oh, world champion. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, yeah. 26 days, and that's like November 4th, and full gear is like on the 18th of November. Okay, so, so he's crushing that, yeah. So, yeah, he's going to crush it and then have the match with Jay White, which makes me think, okay, he's already beaten the record, so mm. do they take it off of him? If they were ever thinking about Adam Cole... And if it's not, and I think it I, at this rate, it's still another one of those questions. It's like, is Adam Cole truly injured or are they faking that too with the whole, because we still don't know who's under the mask, what's going on there. And at some point, everyone was thinking Adam Cole was going to turn heel. Is that going to happen? Yes or no? How long is he going to be out if his injury is for real? Because, you know, sometimes if wrestling wants to play into kayfabe and, you know, just fucking work all of us, do it because I'd rather that happen. I'd rather just be surprised. But um, Jay White, everyone keeps saying it on Twitter, and I agree. He looks amazing with the belt in his head. Yeah, hands. he looks great. He looks – he is a champion. There's a reason why he was one of the most dominant people in New Japan for a while, and everyone was saying, get him in America. Get him, like, on these screens for, you know, the U.S. folks. And he's killing it. And I think we might see him beat MJF, especially after MJF breaks the record. I – I wouldn't be shocked, and who and it'll you know if if Tony was smart and you want to go back to like the bidding war twenty four thing, don't have him hold the title leading into the end of the year. Like make yep. us think that it's possible that he might leave, and uh, you know you know have us like worried a little bit. Um, but yeah, talking about title changes too on AEW tonight, and um, yeah. Unfortunately, Moxley didn't get his match with Phoenix, and I think that from what Sean Rossap said, I listened to his post show that uh, it was like one o'clock today. They found out that he wasn't cleared, so that's when they knew. I, I think going into that match, Mox was going to win, but now Orange Cassidy got the rub. He he got the title back. I worry, like, and I know it's not their fault that Phoenix had to win because Mox was fucked. Was it two weeks ago now or last week? Two weeks ago, right? Yeah, two weeks ago was yeah. uh, Grand Slam. So I know it's not their fault on that, but now that they changed it again, like this title that was just held for 400-plus days just changed four times in like a month. And I'm like, yep. I hate that. And that's where the TNT t- title was at for me. And I was like, damn, like this title, like they're both very interchangeable. So um, OC gets it back. I'm assuming I don't know what the plans are now. Like what? I guess Phoenix was never meant to be champion. So someone, I guess they had to take it off him to do whatever they got to do with them. But um, OC's got it back now. And uh, on top of that, Hikaru Shida beat Soraya, which is another. I wasn't picking that. I was not thinking that either. (laughs) uh, Three-time champ now for her, man. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, I was half expecting that uh, Mercedes Monet was possibly going to walk on through and we'd get the mercedes soraya thing going on especially because the reason why soraya was out on the shelf for years was because mercedes so i thought that was gonna happen but hikaru shida she deserves it because she was killing it i mean when her first title reign she didn't even get it in front of a crowd so now she has the opportunity to do it with a crowd again even though she had it for a little bit on that second run too yeah didn't didn't go into that show today thinking that soraya was gonna lose 
And a lot of people on Twitter were excited that she lost because a lot of people are not the biggest fan of her. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, her fiance or husband because she doesn't know how to pick a good guy. Shout out to Abelto Del Rio. <laughs> but um, yeah, she has bad taste, which I think that's getting a lot of people to hate on her, which I think is a little fucked up. I get it. She doesn't have good taste, but a lot of people like I think back in the NXT days with uh, Paige and like the Divas Revolution or the Women's Revolution, that is that like yeah. at least... I wasn't on Twitter as much back in the day, but she was over. And now she's, you know, not a lot of people seem to deal like her. But, uh, hey, now now she's not champ, so people are calm there. And then with OC, I mean, I think maybe they go with full gear, OC, Mox, and maybe they take the belt off again. But, yeah, I don't really – sometimes short reigns are cool, but when it's happening too often, you're like, all right, what are we doing here? That's yeah. how, like – it felt like the TNT title lost a lot of, you know – recognition when it was going off like it went to darby it went to warlow it went to like joe. did it go to joe i think yeah, it, it yeah went it went to, to joe. joe and now here we are with it you know actually meaning something with christian and christian is fucking killing it, it I is, mean, man. <laughs> my favorite christian before was tna christian and this might be beating tna christian because uh -huh. tna christian was a savage and now now this guy i mean especially with what he did with adam copeland today and i don't know if you saw when he was calling out beth mm -hmm. <laughs> But yeah, that he even was took some... a shot. He took a shot at Judgment Day too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he really did. It was good. <laughs> that, it was some awesome stuff. I think uh, overall, like just seeing what we've had with the titles are finally meaning something again. I feel like even I mean this happened on Collision. We haven't talked about that, and we didn't plan on. But like now yeah. we got Big Bill and Ricky Starks are a tag champ, which I was like, whoa, didn't see that one coming either. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's crazy, man. I mean, good for them. I think it's. Uh, even through WWE, Big Bill's first ever title he's held. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. He never, him and Enzo never won a tag team titles, not in NXT, not in the main roster, which is mind blowing to me. Um, but good for him. I've, I've always been a fan of Big Cass, Big Bill. Uh, I, I was able to meet him actually, ironically, while he was going through some wild shit. Like I met him at a convention and he just didn't really? seem right. Yeah. He's, you could tell something was off, dude. Something was really off. And now to see him like, you know, thriving now is really fucking cool to see, man. I know he was definitely like, I think at one point, like, and like he went through like some medical stuff and now he's doing a lot better. I think he's like, maybe he used to drink a lot or something. Yeah, and now was, he seems was, to be I think clean it was alcohol related, from what yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. I always thought they deserved a lot. Big and uh, big cast and Enzo. I mean, poor Enzo with the whole, case of like did he do something then turns out he didn't and then yeah, you know awful. never is i saw enzo's last match in wwe it was in poughkeepsie on a 205 live tour like a house tour <laughs> credit to that <laughs> god um but let's run back to eight uh nxt quick i'll just run through, through some things i mentioned before you know uh, a lot of rubs from the the veterans to to the up-and-comers i think oscar and tiffany stratton had a little exchange in the back too which i think is in uh, in a foreshadow that I'd love to see down the road. Uh, obviously, Tiffany Stratton's top notch, and uh, her and Oscar would have a great program whenever that does happen. Um, and then we did get, you know, Jade Cargill showed up uh, in the back, yeah. uh, which is huge. Um, she had hinted at it before online. She tweeted out a picture of Sean calling her on her phone, and um, you know, she's I don't know, we don't know where she's going yet. She's only popped up in the back. She hasn't made it, uh, an appearance out in the ring yet. So, uh, but it's good to see her getting, you know, going around making the towns and uh, <laughs> we'll see uh, where she eventually shows up. What are your thoughts on Jade? Maybe, uh, you know, where, where do you want to see her show up at least? I, I, it's really hard to tell. Like, I think right now, maybe because I'm, 
actually watching NXT, I'd probably say that because yeah. like Raw and SmackDown is just sometimes too much of a commitment for me to want to care. But I know NXT is doing really hot, so I would say that. But honestly, she'll do fine wherever the hell they end up with her. I just hope my biggest thing that I've said about Jade is that, um, you know, especially now that she's getting PC time, it's like. I want to start caring about her matches. I want to start caring about when she gets a mic on the ring because she has the perfect presentation, perfect look. Yeah. But those things in AEW kind of threw me off a little bit. When she would get on the mic, I'd be like, all right, she's going to say bitch and then take on a jobber. And then the match is going to be kind of her match against Chris Satlander, or that last one, really good. I will give her that. She's definitely cleaned up. But um, she could go anywhere. And, I, you know, a lot of people are also saying, like, man, I, I wish they just would have surprised us on Jade. Like, she would have just showed up at the Rumble or something. But, like, mm -hmm. even though I, I kind of agree with that, I love a good surprise, a good debut or anything like that. I do. I will say they're making her, and they would have done this with anyone that would have probably came from AEW that was, like, a grown star from there. But just with the way that they've made Jade, they're going to make anyone that didn't even know who she was make them realize this girl is, like, a real deal because – is she going to go on Raw? Is she going on SmackDown? She's getting, like, put on the pay-per-view, just looked at, even though, like, she's not going to wrestle or anything. She's got, like, a minute on Fastlane, and people were talking about that all over the place. So yeah. I'd be happy with her showing up anywhere because I think they've made her feel important, and I just hope it delivers at the end of the day. What do you yeah. think? I think it's – I think if, if they know how to do one thing, it's make someone feel – legit even if we've never seen them before even if it's like a random person now we have seen her before so we know what she can do um we know where she's limited which i think that's why they're not putting her in the ring yet is because they're work they're working on things and i think having letting us know that she's here i mean we were gonna find out regardless right like that's the whole thing i think they wanted to yeah. this is a pretty big deal this the next to cody uh i mean cody came back this is a like all right. We saw Brian Pelman tonight. We know he's going to be the way of, like he's there, right? But like this is the the biggest jump from AEW to to WWE as like a first timer, right? Yep. So I think they want to just make sure they got their release on that, and I thought they've handled it fucking fantastic. Um, listen, man, I we've seen I we know who's there right now. We have the Charlottes, the Baileys, the Oscars, the the Beckys. Uh, they're not gonna put her in there with like um that and that's maybe what maybe why I think she's gonna go to the main roster off jump street because if she's still kind of you know learning and but they know she's like ready for that that maybe like the TV time I think they putting her in the ring with a a veteran might be better for her than putting her in there with like a Lola Vice or like a Danny Palmer where like yeah. that's where the issues can come um and we know she's been in a, a professional, like an actual company before, as opposed to just being fresh off the streets. So I think there's expectations because we know, I mean, she had the reign of being champion for how long. And uh, I mean, she worked over there. I thought, it, I mean, it, it's we're the, the, the in-ring rate isn't, isn't as much as expected as it would be like an AEW. That's why I feel like that was like you. And I focused on that too. Cause like you watch AEW, you expect, a good ring rate match right and she wasn't that i think that's why from like you look at her from from the get-go it's like she should be in wwe and that's not i don't want to like take her from AEW and put her in wwe yeah. i just think her style fit better for a wwe match and i think that's perfect it's a perfect fit for her um yeah. so and you make I, a good point you yeah. make a good point before i cut you off but like yeah. you make a good point on like 
because I think about it like if you put her in NXT and you know I'm still fresh to what they have to offer in terms of like the women's division but like I look at it like Tiffany Stratton really cool but like for example she might need like someone to like kind of lead the match a little bit can tiffany do that or will it get a little stumbled but like if you put her a mat over in like raw or smackdown you give her a becky you give her a charlotte you give her a bailey they'll be able to walk her through and make sure that on both sides it looks pretty good and also just with the way that they're making her seem like a big deal maybe it would get a little watered down if they like put her in nxt not to say that it's not an important brand anymore because they're making it feel important with the way that they're treating the brand especially today or even like people who are getting called up have been like getting rubs by like the guy like look at la knight uh grayson waller austin theory all people that come from nxt and they have been dealing with legends for the last year yeah so like i feel like someone like jade like uh maybe maybe she's just bigger than nxt right now and who knows maybe they'll have her do a match there one day kind of like how they're putting the main roster over there but yeah i think uh i kind of agree what you're saying yeah I think it's more Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, I think it's more or less she's going to debut. I, I'm pretty confident she'll debut on a Raw or SmackDown. She could still touch NXT. Doesn't mean she can't go down there. Um, but like you said, like with Tiffany Stratton, I, although I think she's a rare breed of talent, how young and how new she is to to wrestling. But like she's having great matches with, with Becky Lynch. Like that's, I mean, there you go. It's almost like what we just said. So. Uh, wherever she goes, I think she's going to do well. I think just her look alone, it just, you know, it kind of takes your mind off of and her what she can do, like, bell to bell. Um, but, I mean, it will be focused on for sure. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're catching time here. Let's kind of run through the end here. But uh, it was Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes, main event on NXT. Uh, you know, they've done it before. We've seen what they could do. Great match. People got involved. Um and the Undertaker came down at the end, dude. Carmelo got the win, uh, and Braun attacked him or went to attack him at the end. Undertaker came down, and they had that engagement. I, a lot of people I saw, if you look at Twitter towards the end, a couple of accounts, it was getting late because they went to the overrun, and I thought it was going to, I think myself included, thought NXT was going to end. And we're like, where's the fucking Undertaker? He hasn't shown up. I, I, thought, I agree. I was thinking the same thing. I thought maybe they lost time or something like that. They had to cut time somewhere, but he ended up coming out with the motorcycle. Um, American badass. And, and, you know, it's all she wrote with NXT. I mean, I think, you know, they they hit all the things they said they were going to do. And I thoroughly enjoyed the show. But that's my style. Like, my ultimate style. I always go back to what I, like, you're not going to, you can't not put, like, if you're going to put those guys in front of me, it's like Undertaker's my childhood. I'm always going to love it. I yeah. don't care if, even if like he's 70 years old, like I don't give a shit. It's still the fucking <laughs> Undertaker. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't do any harm to Braun Breaker by choke slamming him. If anything, that choke slam was fucking killer, dude. Um, he got some serious height. Uh, and in my opinion, I think, like I said before, that finished the biggest rub you can give somebody by, you know, face to face with the Undertaker. I mean, the man said, uh, hey, you're going to be a big star, big yeah. deal, but not today. And then he chose <laughs> yeah, slam them. I would have almost wished just because, like, but maybe that would be closer if they did put him on the main roster. But if he would have gave The Undertaker one of those spears that he has, I mean, it probably would have. Undertaker would be in the hospital right now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. killed a dead man. But, like, 
that's the only thing I would have changed, but it's still no matter what, he got the opportunity. And that's what I kind of mentioned before about like you got like people like Austin Theory messing with Stone Cold, The Rock, same thing with Grayson Waller, John Cena, Edge, all this stuff. And then you got, you know, you could tell and we go back to the top of the show where we're saying like the difference between now seeing what Triple H taking over and full having creative control and if that plays into it. You're seeing that the people in NXT aren't just really, like, if they're going to the main roster, they're not getting jobbed out all the way or anything like that, I feel yeah. like. They're feeling a, a little bit important now when a call-up happens or someone's in there. Like, Dragon Lee's now on SmackDown, apparently. Like, yeah, you got called that. Up, yeah. And then next thing you know, like, NXT now, you got legends going over there, or you got, like, main roster stars getting a moment over there, Becky with the title, or even... I don't even know if this was maybe this was still under Vince, but like even when Dolph Ziggler, shout out to him, was the NXT champ. Like it's mm. starting to make it feel like maybe NXT won't be that forgotten child anymore. And I think it was a good show, and it's my like third show now back. And I'm, I think like weekly now NXT is going to be the thing. NXT and AEW, just so I could still get what the other side's doing. So I, I was happy what we got tonight. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun, man. And I, I not every week is could be you know like this especially but like even in weeks past like there you, it was mainly dom and becky showing up that was like the you know the two and corbin's chilling down there too yeah. um but that was like you know that that popped the rating but i still enjoyed everything else outside of that i think they're doing other big things so and it's always fun to see like the 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 new people like you know like grow like watching the tiffany strattons and the the uh name another guy right like the the tag team <laughs> champions the family like watch them grow tony d'angelo like watch these oh yeah guys, they got like... the bada bing wo- battle royal next <laughs> <Yeah>. week <laughs> so like it's to see guys like that it's just like grow it's it's cool to see like i i've seen you know the main roster stuff my whole life but to see the actual growth of uh like brand new talent is i think that's kind of fun to see as well um oh yeah because like before it used to be like they randomly came up from ovw only like a few states get OVW on cable, yeah. and then next thing you know, they're on the main roster, and you don't really know who they are. But now you get to actually see them grow from NXT to what they're doing. You know, we actually get that. Yeah, it's cool, man. Um, and then you know, Edge, Adam Copeland making his uh, AEW in-ring debut against Luchasaurus on the other side. <clears throat> now they they both had overruns. I think uh, Dynamite went like six or seven minutes longer. I don't know the time exactly, but they went a little they longer. Paid, than... They apparently they kept saying we paid for ten minutes overtime. Blah blah blah. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. I said, I could have swore someone said like it was ten fourteen when it ended, and like yeah, and I don't know, whatever. Eight NXT ended. I don't know whatever. But uh, I mean, dude, the guy just had a fucking banger with Sheamus right before he left WWE. I wasn't expecting him to like shit the bed. I think uh, from what I saw, like the 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 clips and stuff of the match, it looked pretty intense and i think him and luchasaurus yeah. went to war um just give a couple comments on that and what you think of the match yeah it uh i mean it all started with christian just saying hey i'm i'm gonna fuck beth probably if, <laughs> after i kill edge basically <laughs> like it was getting to like that kind of category edge adam copeland runs out lets the music hit doesn't even do the posing he just runs after them and then he gets jumped by like nick wayne and luchasaurus and all that they start the match they were playing uh on the neck injury of course ever when you got Edge and when you got someone who's sure. had to repair neck like that, they were playing on that. Like, Edge forced himself up. They were like, oh, he shouldn't do this. He shouldn't do this match. He did the match, and um, he was getting his ass beat for the first yeah. moments of this match to the point where I was like, are they going to have Edge this fucking job on his first match in AEW? <laughs> like, that's a bold way to start it off. 
IWC is going to go crazy. But then eventually it gets a little like they're teasing like a, a big steel step spot. They're teasing apron stuff. Like Luchasaurus is not a slouch. He just, uh, you know, doesn't really. I know he doesn't appeal to a lot of people, but Luchasaurus can do his do his thing in there. Yeah. And for, you know, I will say when I was like when they announced in the scrum for Wrestle Dream, they were like, oh, yeah, Edge of Luchasaurus. That didn't really perk my interest too much besides it's going to be like Adam Copeland's first match. But um, mm-hmm. I think for a first match, it brought some intensity. Edge, Adam Copeland, did a crazy spear, like jumping off of the steps into Luchasaurus on the outside. And, you know, he gets to win. Um, Prince Nana tried to get in there again a swerve like there was a bunch of shenanigans at the end where like after the match is over like there was a brawl with like the whole roster it felt like and like the bcc stuff got in the mix with the with the embassy stuff that's going on with did i miss swerve that and yeah yeah that, <laughs> that's like how they the, ended it par for the course with AEW, the gang the gang warfare i think they call it gang wars <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i think so yeah. but overall alan copeland first match i'm interested to see what we get after you know Nick Wayne is probably on the list, and That's then awesome. maybe Full Gear, Christian Cage, and Adam Copeland. Is it too early to pull that trigger? I think I don't think so because they no. should just get get it, and maybe this continues longer. There's a rumor that we're gonna get a pay per view on December 30th from AEW, an extra one this year. So okay. who knows yeah. what they could lead into that? But yeah, Adam Copeland did his thing, and the only thing that I kind of didn't like, the design on his shirt, I mean, not on his shirt, the design on his uh, ring tights it looked weird to me. It just, after seeing Adam Copeland Edge wearing the same kind of design for the last two years now, and it looked pretty sick to this, I'm yeah. like, a little bit of a downgrade, but still, you can't get mad when you're seeing someone that was you never thought would wrestle again now in AEW, which still, like, this is always going to throw me off the same way seeing Cody Rhodes now in WWE throws me off or even just thinking like, wow, AJ Styles went to WWE. That still plays with my mind a little bit. Yeah. No, it's crazy. It's he, he was what everyone thought would probably be a WWE lifer too. So, um, I'm glad for him. I, he's one of my favorites. if not my favorite of all time. I I'm an edge guy. It's my guy. So, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm going to follow everything he does. Uh, I think him, it, this, like you said, leading to Nick Wayne next and then Christian pro- potentially a full gear whether it's for the tnt title or not uh i think is it only makes sense and then i mean there's so many things that i want to see happen with him while he's over there whether it's tag with christian again um or go against kenny or mjf like there's so many things that could happen and it's not even just the match itself because listen he's not you know he's not a spring chicken but he could still go but i'm also like i'm the the build to the match this guy brings a lot of you know experience man and like guys like this are aren't like common these days especially for a a young company so and whether it shows in the numbers or not um he's going to be a lot of help in the back for these guys and you know hopefully helps them grow and maybe helps tony you know grow a little more too in the sense of like <laughs> you know what i mean like maybe handling things a different way um or not or let him just do whatever he wants but uh i think edge in, as a whole is good for this company and i'm happy that he's there and i'm excited to see what he, what he does going forward so it was cool to see i wonder how he felt being a part of this tonight like i'd love to see what his like 
how he thought like oh we're, he's this is his first night going against WWE man it may not be yeah. raw but he technically <laughs> think about it though was like a raw in the sense of like who was on the show so main event segment had John Cena the Undertaker and Edge combined for both shows <laughs> that's pretty fucking cool man he was probably a little flatter he was like wow look at all the things that they did over there <laughs> yeah. on NXT for little old me main eventing <laughs> hey, it's it's uh I mean he just it's it's fresh, you know, so they had to, you yeah. know, pull the stops. But uh, again, we people are going to say this. It may be in our role at, at this point. It's so it's so commonly said, but like us as the fans win tonight or when yeah. one last night, whether you like one, whether you like both um, at the end of the day, it was fucking entertaining. And we're here talking about it. We, t- we probably we could have talked about it for more than just what we did now. Um, yeah. There was a lot that happened tonight. So maybe throughout the week or whatever we'll uh we'll dive back into it a little bit more but um tonight that was the tuesday night wars um i wonder if it ever happens again what like who knows what's going to happen when these new rights deals come in for raw and i heard there was a possibility of raw moving to from monday which would be mind-blowing to me and then nxt would have to move as well so who knows if that happens when they when if they go to a different channel or not um it's it's going to be interesting man it's going to be it's, it's it's a fun time like we always say it's we we should be happy as fans that we have all these options and all this competitiveness cuz it's shit like this that happens man i mean without AEW we wouldn't get John Cena and Undertaker on NXT so we exactly. have to be uh, we have to be absolutely <laughs> grateful for that but uh Joe man thank you for uh you know joining me tonight today whatever whoever whenever you're listening to it um <laughs> You can follow us on social media. We hit you with it in the beginning at Russell Buzz on everything. Uh, Project underscore kayfabe. Joe Bro 316 on Twitter and Instagram or just Twitter? Just Twitter. Just my Twitter. Instagram is my normal private oh, it's, one. Yeah, so. it's your personal shit. Yeah, we don't want that. Um, <laughs> subscribe to us anywhere you download podcasts. Uh, anything else for the for the people, Joseph? No, I, think it's about, I think that's about it. At the end of the day, hey, wrestling's really cool and it knows how to be cool and the fans can be cool when you learn how to just enjoy what you like and stop being uh, a piece of shit about the rest of the <laughs> stuff you don't like. Just enjoy your wrestling. We'll all live a lot longer if we just have fun. <laughs> and that's why I end it with this always. Uh, take care. Stay safe. Watch pro wrestling. Damn!